Hello, and welcome to the Mad Cast. This is Eric Bringis, Head Strength and Conditioning Coach for Murray Athletic Development. This podcast is hosted by John Murray, our Managing Director and CEO. Today, our guest is NBA champion and recently retired NBA vet, Darrell Wright. This podcast is sponsored by the Mad Excellence Foundation, a 501c3 established to address the challenging needs of underprivileged youth helping young people by utilizing athletics as a way to impart important life skills and maintaining the mantra of making excellence a habit. Our guest today hails from South Central Los Angeles. Darrell went from hometown phenom to drafted straight out of high school by the Miami Heat. Darrell gives us his insights about what it means to be a true pro in the NBA and how strengthening the mind and body connection helped him achieve a proud accolade by playing in all 82 games in a season with the Golden State Warriors. A great conversation for our second episode. Here is Darrell Wright. pre-draft workout when you were a kid up from L.A. Right. 18. Wet behind the ears, too. Oh, my. Yeah. We all have, we all were. A little bit. Okay. And was your girl's birthday last week? Yeah. Her, her birthday is the 29th, so she's three, three days. Yeah, three days apart. Hey, hey you, you, you phrased that correctly. That's three days older. Three days apart. Three days apart, <laughs> man. We're the same person. This shit is scary. Happy <laughs> <laughs> both, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All good. So, do you think what we're doing with this? Um, a few years ago, my guys came to me. It's Eric Bringer. I'm sorry. You met Eric a few years ago. You were doing. Looking familiar. Yeah. Um, so, Eric's the head coach of my company. And okay. I started it after, uh, after, that, after we were doing our kind of consulting after, after my post warrior days. And then uh, we'd go to all these events. And I know all these dudes. You know, it's kind of like you stick around the neighborhood a long time. Just gonna know a bunch of dudes, right? And end up right. doing this, shooting the breeze. Yeah. And this thing's called, you know, this podcast come up and say, man, John, you gotta do these things. I said, man, I'm not doing this now. I just wanna talk to my guys. Because half the stuff you can't make public anyway, we're talking about. 100%. And then you can't be real, real. real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about a year ago, he said, man, we got a year and a half. So we have to do a better job of just putting our word out to help our guys, help our yep. kids get to work with. So we started doing a newsletter. And about three months ago, and, you know, things were, we thought we were coming out of this uh, as a com- country, you know, like in August, September, hey, there's a, you know, this pandemic numbers, they're, they're dropping, and then we get smashed, like, oh, man. Crazy. And we need some hope, man. We need to get some hope. Yeah. You know, so we started talking with uh, a couple of guys who we knew in the past. One guy in particular, a guy named Todd Tissue, who's a big wave surfer. Okay. He rides monsters all over the world, and we helped rehab him. The hell of an amazing story because he he was at his last way he, he thought it was over with, um, and we just kind of crossed paths. I was running a, a physical therapy center at the time for Doctor Ting, and we hit it off. And he and he like he came out and he, it just changes for him. He says it changed his life. He was down, he was real down. And but I said, man, Eric goes, man, we can't put that in. We got to talk to him. Yeah, got to talk to him. Got to talk. So we did. And it just kind of got rolling. And then you hit me by the dog and say, man, let me see if D-Ray, he's here to see if he wants to do it. So that, that's what brought us to this. Okay. And I'm going to show up in a second let you do the talking because this is about you. But the whole idea is that all, even my days in the pros, D, I remember many, many a time in a locker room, you know, on the days a guy, a guy gets cut mm-hmm. or he gets sent to the D-League, 
at the time, now the G League, right? Yeah. But the crew was looking an ominous, like, uh-oh, what am I going to do? Exactly. And she saw grown man cry. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. I said, like, these guys you love, you want to see do well. I was like, man. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. There's got to be a next step. Now I see all these little kids we deal with, even boys and girls, no matter what sport. But they want to have their eyes locked on their, you know, to be an athlete. They say, one day it's going to happen. You're not going to be able to do this. Exactly. And you're going to be 35, 36. That's a young, young person. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> what you all going to do? And then plus, you all think you, you know how to make it? You have no clue what it takes. No idea. That shit is hard. So that's that's the message. But that's really kind of what we're doing this. For us to let you know, all, all the people I've been really, really lucky to come across in my in a long career now, and just let you guys tell your story so the youngsters can look up and the, the, the baby D-Rights that we're dealing with. Exactly. Say, hey, man, you might say one thing, you might even think it's important, but they're going to go, wow. Right, right, and stick with them. That's, all, that's what it's yeah. all about. All right, that's it. We know what you got cracking. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm going to do uh, the pre and post game for the Warriors this year, so. They got you. Yeah, so this uh, today would be like the first rehearsal for the next few days. I got to go in. You'll crush it. Yeah, man. Definitely going to try to. It's going to be pretty fun. Did they, is Molly still there? Yeah, they, Molly, uh, it's going to be Molly and I. B-Shaw B- was there the last couple years, and B-Shaw is now doing the uh, G League. And you're home. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right down the street. Man. We, we roll, Rick? Yeah. All right, so this is uh, John Murray and Eric Bringus with uh, Murray Athletic Development. Uh, and I have the pleasure of bringing you uh, Darrell Wright, one of my old, old youngsters. Uh, I used the word old uh, loosely. The youngster, he just celebrated his birthday yesterday. So, happy birthday, D. Wright, who we, we love and known for a long time now. Uh, D. Welcome, man. Great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, fellas. Of course. Uh, all good. And, and like before we started filming, the, the whole idea behind these things, as I've done this over many decades of working in this field of helping athletes and help people get better, it just really lets let the pros tell this, their your stories because you many years ago you used to youngster as well. So youngsters who see this, you know, young boys, young girls who have the aspirations to take their athletics and academic worlds to the greatest heights, they kind of hear your message. So we'll kind of go in your background right quick and let you tell it. I know where you're from, but tell us kind of where you're from and how you came up and all this. Uh, you know me, uh, South Central Los Angeles is where I was born and raised. Uh, pretty tough neighborhood. Uh, you know, just the, the typical inner city gangs, violence, drugs, all that type of stuff. And, you know, I was just blessed and fortunate enough to have a great circle, you know, parents that uh, wanted to see their kids succeed. So they made sure we were active. You know, I grew up playing baseball, basketball, and football. I played everything. I was pretty good in everything. Uh, my number one sport was baseball. And, uh, you know, my dad really wanted me to be uh, MLB player. So I kind of put all my energy, all my efforts into baseball growing up. And, you know, I was you know one of the top prospects in my in my area for a lot of years. And everybody thought, you know, D. Wright is going to be the next baseball player, you know, first one out of here in our neighborhood. And, you know, just when you hear my story, you know where I come from and all the, you know, loopholes I had to go through to get to where I am today is just so crazy because, you know, I was in, playing baseball, getting ready to get drafted in high school, and a scout comes to me and say, hey, man, you got to start putting your eggs all in one basket. Is it going to be baseball or is it going to be basketball? And at the time, I was just playing basketball, you know, recreational with my friends outside, nothing serious. few AAU teams, but nothing serious. Hey, man, how old are you now? When it's I'm I'm 35 now. No, 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 not now. I mean, oh, at, this, at, this age, at this age, I'm like 17. I'm 17 now. And, uh, it's not, yeah, I was 17. A year later, you're, you're drafted. <laughs> exactly. So it's crazy. You know, the whole story. Hey, I, 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 I would be remiss. If I, you, you can't say South Central here with Murray and this bad flow deal we're doing. And I can't say at home. A booming Dizzle himself, Baron Davis. My, 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 Davis. my boy, Baron Davis. <laughs> Shout out to BD. There you go, BD. BD had, a, BD had a, um, definitely a big impact on my career, you know, especially as a youth, because that's somebody we saw. Most youth don't see NBA professional players that, you know, played at the highest level. We saw him. We're able to reach out to him. We're able to touch him. You know what I mean? Pick his and he's right from down the street. 
down the street. You know what I mean? He come from the same environment as me, so we can relate. And that, uh, shout out to BD, man. He was super dope, you know, as a, as a youngster, uh, you know, taking all of the, the, the L.A. kids under his wing and yeah. really godfathering all of us. And yeah, yeah. Us in the right direction, so shout out to BD. But, yeah, going back to, you know, my little story, uh, 17 years old, I played yeah. my first year of uh, uh, high school basketball, 11th grade, did well. So I'm starting first year. First year. First year. I, I didn't play ninth and tenth grade. I was at a school just for baseball. So I'm just gonna rewind a little fat uh ninth grade. Uh, I, I get I don't get accepted to one of the private schools in the area. So I go to my home school, which is Washington Prep, one of the worst high schools in Los Angeles. About fifteen different gangs. Uh, it, it was just the craziest atmosphere ever. And we did A, B, and C track. So uh, A and B be on during, you know, the regular school year. B and C yeah. be on during, uh, during the summertime. So just imagine all these kids you're getting from all these different areas of Los Angeles bust in or whatever the case may be, this is their home school. So just imagine all the sections. And the, hey, and hey do you know it's funny, man? Because, you know, we're, we're up north. We're in San Francisco. We're a little yeah. city. And then LA is, you know, we're the biggest state in the union. And you go down to, you know, the big, our biggest area, which is LA, right? At the time, especially your high schools are like colleges, like little colleges. That's yeah, as far as how yeah, for sure. Heck yeah. It, it, it was crazy, man. We, it was just so many kids there. That's the reason why they had to, you know, have that the track system and yeah. bringing kids in from different places. Basically, everybody's homeschooled. So, ninth and tenth grade did that, hated it. You know, just the fact that I was at this school and every day, you know, it could go, it could, it could pop off, like they say, it could pop off. Walk to school, walking home, at school. So just thinking about the things I had to go through to get to school and stuff like that, it, it could have been my day any day. You know, uh, you know, just so happened some dudes is tripping or whatever the case may be. So ninth and tenth grade, played baseball, didn't play basketball. Terrible in baseball. My dad was like, enough, we're going to a different school. <laughs> Your dad dumped you, man. My dad was like, you out of, we out of here. I'm like, well, thank you. Please get me up out of here. I go to, to losing your high school, 11th grade. Uh, the baseball coach used to, he, he they wanted me there so bad, the baseball coach used to pick me up for school every morning and, and uh, take me home every every uh, every day after school. So that's how committed they were, you know, with me. So, Get there the first day of school, Coach Joe Romero. I never forget. He's showing me the campus. He's like, "Yo, that's the basketball coach right there. Do you want to meet him?" I was like, "Nah, you know, I, I came here to, to play baseball. I'm not really tripping on basketball. You know, I'm locked in on baseball." And now, D, you gotta understand, you're 16 now. You're a junior. And now I'm 16. Now I'm 16. So man, 18 months later, I meet you doing pre-draft. <laughs> right. My, I, that's. Crazy. That's amazing. So I got to say this: you 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 played no AAU. You played I, no AAU. I, I played once. I I got on the team there. That's yeah. when I started playing AAU. But no, Man. I did not play AAU growing up as a kid and doing. Yeah. I didn't play at the rec, at the park. You know, it was park. Ball. Yeah, you know, you go play. Winter stay on. Yeah, winter stay on. <laughs> so we get there. He like, you want to meet the basketball coach? I'm like, nah, I'm focused on baseball. He's like, just meet him. So I go meet him. He's like, yo, man, you know, we having, you know, open gym uh, next week. You should come. I'm like, all right, I, I, I think about it. You know, I'm playing big time with him. Like, you know, I, I do. I can play basketball. I was already dunking and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. So I bring my shoes. I go to the pickup and I kill the whole everything. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm playing. I told him, like, yeah, I'm play. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play. It looked like I might be the best player here. So I'm going to play. Yeah, so that that's kind of how, how it happened, and uh, I had a great great year on both sides. Uh, baseball and basketball I was all area uh, on the baseball team. All area basketball, we were terrible. We ended up getting a new coach, and then I finally played my first year AAU. Did okay, but the following year is when I went back with senior year with all the buzz. So get back my senior year, uh, kill it. Yeah, I remember hearing about. That. I had all the, I had all like the local schools recruiting me, Long Beach State, uh, Iowa, uh, you know, Fullerton, all those type of schools. Uh, we played Aaron Afalo one game. This is my senior year. We played Aaron Afalo. Uh, Henry Bibby walks in the gym. 
he's recruiting Aaron to follow. Everybody wanted Aaron to follow. Uh, he was a junior. I was a senior, but everybody. Three times at UCLA, correct? Yep. He ended up, yep, he ended up going to UCLA. So Henry Bibby comes to the game. Uh, it's a big game for us. We're playing against Compton Centennial at home. Uh, the highlight of, the, of that day that Coach Bibby still talks about to this day is me shooting a shot. I think it was a three-pointer. I shoot the three-pointer and follow it up and dunk it. So that day, Coach Bibby left there, stopped recruiting Aaron to follow and started recruiting me. I was like his number one recruit. Uh, so, how much? Okay, Pat Riley, I'm coming. All right. Hey, you double dip, didn't you? Yeah, Coach Bibby was hey, a real just kid. Next to you, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> that doesn't happen at all. Yeah, I never took anything from nobody, but it was just crazy that that one game just basically put me on a map, you know, and Coach Bibby started recruiting me, and then all these bigger schools start coming in, the UConns, uh, DePaul, uh, UCLA, USC. I'm talking about everybody, Florida, Billy Donovan. So, uh, yeah, so then summertime comes, and I go to ABCD camp, one of the biggest camps <laughs> Grassroots camps that I used to be around. Sonny Vaccaro, salute to him because he played a big role in my career as well. Go there, they calling me, you know, the next T Mac. Uh, Sonny Vaccaro brings T Mac to the game to come see me because you know he's hearing all this. Ah, oh, the next T Mac, he just like you. He's a baseball player too, you know, this and that. And I showed out in front of T Mac, man. I, I never forget like the first two plays. I get two crazy baseline dunks and look at him yelling and stuff like that. Just, you know, showing him like, yeah, man. If you trying to say I'm, I'm like you, man. So I can show out. So after after that camp, it was like people were talking about, oh yeah, you could go to the NBA. Now I'm like, damn, I like people were just saying I could go to college. You talking about I could go to the NBA now? And they was like, no, you could go to the NBA next year. I was like, what? So now it's time. I, I graduate, senior year is over. And the scout tells me, yo, it's time for you to put your eggs all in one basket. It's either baseball or it's going to be basketball. Who, right. Who's the scout, D? Uh, White, who the, um, I forget what his name what his name was. But he, he was a scout for the White Sox. And I played on the uh, inner city team called uh, Reviving Baseball in the Inner City. It was uh, uh, sponsored by the Dodgers, and we went all over the place. Played in Florida, Puerto Rico, uh, uh, Dodger uh, Stadium, uh, Safe Baseball, what position? Are you outfielder again? What'd you play? Yeah, first base and right field. Yeah. By the time, by, by time I got to uh, high school, boy, my, my arm was rubber from, from uh, Little League. Because you know how Little League, it wasn't no pitch count. Yeah, no, I think it was like two days rest. And, you know, I was, you know, the best player is always a pitcher. So mm -hmm. it, it just wore my arm out. So I, I, was, I really wasn't. You know, trying to pitch once I got to high school. So first base and right field was, was yeah. my spots. And you, did you bat left handed or right handed? Uh, batted right handed. Last year I batted uh five fifteen. <laughs> I think I had like forty doubles, twenty, about ten triples, and I think I hit like five or six home runs that year. Where did they put you in the lineup? Uh, uh, clean up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clean up, maybe. It was either clean up or third because you know they always wanted me to get it, get up to bat in the first inning. So depending on who we were playing, I'd go back and forth from like third and fourth. Yeah, just yeah. so I could get get up in the first Extra inning. Bat. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah man, and it, it was great times. But you know, he took he called the scout came to me. He was like, man, you got to put your eggs all in one basket, either basketball or baseball. And right there on the spot, I was like, I'm gonna play basketball. My dad and my mom was pissed. Like, no, 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 no. You do not make no decisions around here without, you know, consulting us or talking to us. And I was like, but, you know, I like basketball now. They put all this time, they invested all this money and time into baseball, so they really wanted me to do that. And, you know, I really felt like basketball might be, you know, what's next for me. So that happens. Uh... So it's time to go to prep school. I go do a one prep year just to get another year under my belt. And a lot of people are telling me now you could go next year out of high school. Tell my mom, hey, mom, hey, dad, talk about I could go out of high school. they like, yo, you're, you've lost your mind. No, you need to go to college. Uh, if you don't go to college, you need to go to the junior college, local junior college. One thing about me, I wasn't a great student. I just didn't care. 
I uh, didn't put the effort in it. And that's something I really, really regretted once I got to, to prep school because I had to make up so much work. They wanted me to be prepared for college, and I had to get my grade point average to a certain uh, percentage. I had to get my SAT score. So I really had to lock in that last day of uh, prep school. And one thing I can say to the youth, take school serious, man. Take it serious from day one. Don't wait until you get in recognition and you have an opportunity to go to college. And now you're doing summer school. You got to go do these college courses at night. Don't do that because I did it, and it's not fun at all. So. Yeah, D, don't you find, man, because right now I'll jump in right quick. Cause, I mean, you just, your story is crazy because you, you, you play baseball your whole life, man, and then the scouts is at 17. 17 is even late, right? Oftentimes, right. nowadays, there's so much pressure mm-hmm. for a kid playing sports, no matter that. Mm-hmm. But just by 13 or 14, you have to have your, be on your track, which is even yeah. then is crazy, right? And right. then in less than 24 months, you go in the NBA, you're being drafted by Pat Riley. We'll get to that right. in a second. Pat um, Riley. Go. But, but you, you get so much, you, you know, you, see, you step on the court as a kid, man, or on the field or the pool or whatever you're doing, whatever your, your sport is, and if you're just you're having a blast and you're confident because it comes. It just happens, man. You step in the classroom, it's a different it's a different intellect, right? For sure. And you struggle, and all of a sudden the confidence is there. It's gone. That's, yeah, man, so then you just you just get crushed. Mm-hmm. That's what we just, that, which I appreciate you bringing that point up because. Yeah, man. If you're, an a, if you're an A, C student, you're still you're, you're being your best and you're a CC plus. That's okay, man. For sure, 100%. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, especially for the youth, man, if you guys are struggling with something, just ask for help, man. Ask somebody, a teacher, a friend, family member, fam, family member, because it's so important, man. You know, the SAT, man, I, I know I, I got in there, I was looking at that test like this. Yeah. Like, what? In the, I am from the inner city. We we didn't we didn't get to this, you know. I'm used to having students in a, I mean, thirty students in a class. You got ten talking. You got ten that really want to be there, and you got another few that's just I'm here because I gotta be here. So just imagine how defeated you can be as a as a kid trying to you know learn and get ready for the SAT. So thank God that I finally after the third or fourth try I got my score. So if it was time for me to go to college, I was qualified. But you know. It was just like, damn, I, I couldn't even imagine what other people going through that didn't have the same help I had to get my scores, to get my grades to where they were. So, yeah, and they know yeah. Yeah. Have every day, all, all the time, which is a sad thing, man. Which is uh, so sad. It's so sad. Hey, one other question before you jump ahead, right? So, I just, it's a trip to hear this, as you said, man. You see, you're a kid. I mean, now, at the time, you don't think it, you know, but you know, you look about, you're just a kid. And everyone in your family said, let's do baseball. Yeah. What, what about who? No, this is after a year of kind of playing, right? right, Unless, right. What about who grabbed you, man? What I about, like, man, I got to do this. I'm just, I'm vibing here. What is it? Or what, what was it? I just felt like it was the, the camaraderie. I had great teammates uh, yeah. learning something. You know, I took up, I took the challenge because I was just raw. I was athletic. I could shoot a little bit. Uh, you know, I was kind of skilled. But it was just, you know, seeing the development every day, getting better, getting better. You know, uh, dunking. You know that 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 dunk. I can't I can't compare a dunk to a home run because when that thing ting or that feeling <laughs> in the hands when you hit a home run is a little bit different. But it's be, it's definitely up there with a dunk yeah. and hitting home runs. But I just felt like you know just how I was going, the attention I was getting, the schools calling. I was like, man, this is cool. Like this yeah. this is what it's all about. You know, this is yeah. pretty cool. So I think that's what it was. Just the grind, just the sacrifices and. Uh, it was a challenge, you know, every single day for me because, like you said, I wasn't doing it at eight, nine years old on an AAU team traveling the world. So all this stuff was fairly new to me as far as on the basketball side. I traveled for baseball, but on the basketball side, it, it was way more fun in my opinion. Yeah. It's a different it, – uh, it's just interesting because you, you had all that experience playing baseball and you were great and you loved it. And loved like it. that. And like that, I, I had a change of heart. I was like, man, I think I could really do something. And like I said, I get to prep school – I kill it. You know, I go to the East Coast, play against, you know, the top yeah. talent over there. Wait, what, what prep school did you go to again? I'm uh, sorry. South Kent Prep in Connecticut. Got you. So you already, now, now you're going back east. You're yeah, I'm going back east, all-boys school. Uh, I tell my parents about it. They were like, you're out of your mind if you think you're going to do another year of high school. The goal is, i never forget this conversation with my mom. She was like, the goal is to move forward, not backwards, son. I'm like, hey, you got to tell what your mom does for a living because I love this, man. You remember that? <laughs> You couldn't get in trouble in L.A., but you tell what you got to me. Yeah, mom's work for uh, LAPD 30, 30 plus years. <laughs> you so, would get in trouble. 
No, no trouble, because she's going to hear about it for sure. <laughs> she's going to hear about it for sure. So, Mom's on play. Mom's on play. So uh, get the prep school finally and just kill it. Now we went from, you know, coming here to get qualified, coming here get your test scores to go to college to, nah, nah, you're going to the NBA next year. My AU coach told me this out of his mouth, and I thought he was out of his mind. He was like, yo, after this year of prep school, you're going to go to the NBA I was like, what? <laughs> like, I told my mom, I never forget running home, telling my mom and dad, like, yo, man, Coach Harden said that I could go to the NBA next year. They was like, dude, if you don't knock it off, like, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Let me be real with you. That's not going to happen. So, Lady Gear Out killed the whole season. Danny Ainge, Pat Rout, all these different people in the crowd now watching me play. So, now it's getting real, you know. It's like, damn, like, I might really do have a chance. So, uh, finish the year off strong. Now it's time to make a decision if I'm going to go to college or if I'm going to go straight to the NBA. So I had to get consulted by all these people, Sonny Vaccaro, uh, you know, all these different agents. You know, I couldn't sign with an agent at the time because it would mess up my eligibility. So I had to take these different meetings to see, like, you know, test the temperature. Like, do you guys think I'm a first-round pick? Do you think I should make this leap? You know, just it was just so many questions my mom and dad had because – this was all new to them. They had no idea about AAU. They had no idea about nothing. They knew baseball. So, um, so finally, you know, enough people said, hey, I think the best thing for him is to put his name in the draft and, and, and go for it. I think he's going to be a first-round pick. And I think the person that really put the cherry on top was Sonny Vaccaro. And I don't know if people who know who Sonny Vaccaro is. He's the – Now they probably don't. Now the youngster nowadays. Go ahead. Because without Sonny, the other stuff is going on right today. Crazy. He ran Adidas. He was a he was a godfather of the grassroots basketball. He's he's pretty much the reason why AAU basketball is what it is. These camps and all this because he had the biggest camp, ABCD camping, and you had to be invited. The top two hundred kids in in the country, so in the world. Sorry about that. In the world, so he was the one that kind of put the cherry on top for the family and let them know, like, yo, I think you know this is the right decision for him. So, and that's how I. I became who I am today, man. Just, just like that. <laughs> it was a trip, man. I mean, no phones. You didn't have your own Instagram, your own podcast. You know, right. Facebook, yeah. no nothing. You just knows you're not snapping, no TikTok, and you just hooping. You just hooping. <laughs> you had to, you had to really catch a game. You had to come see, see for yourself. And, right. and we used to have crowds at the game to see because people wanted to see. Like I heard, you know, this kid could do this and that. So. <laughs> Just think about all the stuff that happened to me on the road in prep school. Everywhere I went, overrated, you know, go to college. You know, I, I got it from everywhere I went. It came to the game just to troll me. So it, that, that was a cool experience as well. <laughs> but at least in person, you're not every day going to class and it's all over your phone, which is right. about that. And plus, you're going from South Central L.A., public school in L.A. Right. I can only imagine... You going over there, way, way east, Connecticut, with that weather on weather. But man, I'm a culture. I got to believe, man, a little, little different. It was definitely a culture shock. The best thing about my experience there is the fact that I was, I was definitely preparing myself for the NBA, getting up on time, uh, wearing a blazer, shirt and tie every day, uh, doing laundry, just being responsible, and and, and that's what really, really helped me. Once I got to leave, thank God, you know, I was uh, I was blessed enough to have great parents that, you know, taught me manners, please and thank you. So I knew how to carry myself. But the structure part, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Going there, getting that structure was so important for me because, you know, you don't have you don't have much structure when you you at home. You know, you depend on your mom and dad to tell you where to go, where to be and stuff like that. So salute to them for, you know, giving me that that boost. I like to say. <laughs> So once I got there, I, I just, you know, fall in line. So, yeah. Well, man, it makes it, it forced you to have habits. Yeah, for Discipline sure. Hab yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, when you get, I, mean, I remember Greg Stratton at the time was now the director of scouting with the Kings. Strato was our director of scouting with the Warriors. He goes back and he's telling Molly about you. He was like, man, this, this youngster, you know, from L.A., he's, you know, he's coast. And I always made it a point in my role. I wanted to know what the scouts were seeing. Yeah. We don't see anything. You know, when you get there, yeah, you don't have time. You're trying to, you, you're, you become so myopic with the world that you, from games, practices, travel, et cetera. There's a lot. I, never watched, I didn't watch college at all. Yeah. I, know I have too, but I want to know who you're bringing to us because we got to make sure 
one, what kind of person we are, we personal we getting, two, what kind of player, and then so we're ready. Yeah. He was talking about you and Monte. Oh you yeah, my God. <clears throat> my God, man. Look at that in a second. That, that's, so we I mean as as a as a guy now on the other end, we're we're a young franchise, well not young, but uh, young situation where Mullers run the show, young young GM and all that. We're trying to come out and get together. I'm thinking, man, we'll get we'll get to do for little cat from Mississippi and the big old cat from LA. We'll get, let's go. <laughs> let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So he, the fan of you comes out. So now now we'll jump ahead, man. So now you, you make the decision based on Sonny's kind of putting that cherry on top before your decision sure. make. Now where are you in this process now? Now, now I'm getting ready. Now I'm trying to talk the headmaster of the school to let me leave. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Everybody, you know, that's putting your name in. All the high school kids, they're they're leaving school because this was a thing back then. You leave school to prepare. You want to go get your body right. You want to get the the workouts in. So once you got the pre-draft camp, you're ready. He was like, no, 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 no. Before you got here, you made a promise. I made a promise to your parents that you would finish a year strong. We get those test scores. You know, you don't get that grade point average. So you got to finish strong. So. He was like, whatever you need, we try our best to get it here for you or whatever it was. So I did the whole pre-draft camp without touching one weight. <laughs> I did the whole everything without touching. I just, it was all gym. It was working out, you know, on my game. Because that's what we did 17, 18 years ago. It wasn't weights. You know, you probably do some push-ups, but you got better on the court. And I just wish, you know, I had the knowledge I had now to do the strength and conditioning uh, injury prevention stuff, stuff like that, I, that I'm pretty sure. And I know for a fact that you guys are preaching to the kids because we did it, you know, uh, in 2010 when, when we were together. So just imagine if I was doing that stuff at a younger age and where I'd be at, uh, you know, in my career now, you know, so, yeah. So he, he told me you can't leave. You got to stay here, finish the school year. So, you know, I was kind of bummed about it because I was thinking I was about to go back to LA and hang out with my friends and get some work in. So, you know, they just made it accessible for me to get in the gym whenever, to get as many workouts as I could, and, uh, yeah, just to get prepared for the draft. So, now, you're doing this all at, all at prep school? Yeah, I'm doing everything at prep school. So, wow. I even hosted workouts at prep school. Uh, I think the Celtics and the Heat came to see me. I did three workouts for the Heat and three workouts for the Celtics. So, those guys came to South Kent. We're talking about in the woods. It take an hour to get there. They're coming. So, just to see those guys come and check me out, I was like, damn, man. Like, my life is really about to change. Like, if they're making this drive to come here to see me, like, man, they must see something. They must know something. So, that made me grind. That made me change my whole mindset of being a professional and working every single day and trying to get better. So, that happens. And then uh, we graduate, and I finally get to go back home to L.A., Pick my agent. You know, that's when I signed with Bill Duffy and Calvin Andrews with BDA. And, uh, man, and that's kind of how I got prepared for the draft. Now, you're uh, – this is springtime, right? And drafts in about Thursday, June, still back then, right? Mm-hmm. I remember the draft board. Then we watched the draft board. Yeah. So we're like, maybe you're looking to have you come in for your pre-draft workout. I believe with us. I forget when it was. And it guys was the day before the draft. Yeah, that's right. The day before the draft. That's right. We're all going, come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was Rick, like he said, man, he, you could tell his body was like like a, like a newborn deer you see in cartoons. Like, man, this, but he was long and lanky. He's a nice yeah. kid. Wow, we can do something with this kid. And I remember watching the board the next day. Here he go. Here he comes. And then here comes Uncle Pat. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, one thing I could respect about the Warriors, they made it loud and clear. They was like, Andres Beatrice is our guy. If he's not on the board, at uh, as if he's if he's gone already, we're taking. Him. I was like, what? The tip pick because you know all I, I'm looking at the mock drafts every day in prep school. Like, man, like they got me here. They got me going to Boston. Yeah. They had me going like twenty something to Boston. So I was locked in on that. I was like, man, that might happen. So. After I did that workout, and I remember that workout. I killed that workout. It was crazy. And they were like, listen, you know, we, we got a guy. If he's not on that board at 10, we're taking you. And so I'll never forget that draft day, man. I was armpit start sweating heavy, Big John. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, were you, uh, were you back? And again, you were back in L.A. at home. 
I did I did it at home. And, and the funny thing about that, I was like, Mom, I got to have a draft party. So we did the draft party in two days. She's like, what the hell is a draft party? I was like, everybody sit in front of the TV. You watch the draft with everybody. And then, you know, you wait for your name to be called. She's like, what? Okay. So she caters. I think she made might have made some spaghetti. Um, yeah. My uh, my dad, best friend's wife, made me a big old NBA cake. That was crazy. And I maybe had, in my little house, I maybe had about 100 people, family and friends in there. And we put that together in two days. I bet you did. Yeah, that was crazy, man. That was a great moment, man, hearing my name called by the heat. And uh, the funny thing about that, right before they drafted me, after after I seen the 10th pick, I was like, man, well, it looks like I'm going to Boston with 20 of I'm sitting on the couch, and my agent saying, Darrell, you think you can handle South Beach? You think you can live there? I was like, yeah. I'm like, why can't you get it? Like, you know, this is, I'm watching draft. He just, he's like, you think you can handle South Beach? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, Miami pick comes. I'm not thinking nothing of why he asked me this question. I'm not thinking about the three workouts I had with them. And it was just like, damn, they called my name. And it was like the best feeling ever. It's like, damn, Pat Rowley, somebody that I watched with the Showtime Lakers my whole life, damn near, is going to be, you know, the GM of the team. And I'm be able to pick his brain, be able to be mentored by him. So it was surreal. Yeah, man. Uh, after you, when you work in, in that environment uh, for a while, you, you, uh, you learn about what Miami does. And I ended up knowing a few of the people who were on the personnel work there. Billy Ferrand, the straight coach, right? Oh, that was yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's something like their system should be what, they're the Spurs, right? The old Spurs should be what, at the boot camp for every kid coming in. Because it's right. just a different, their culture is impeccable. Right. There's players go that you're going to get better. Yeah, you're going to get better. You're going to be held accountable. And I think yeah. those two organizations brings the best out of their players. Yes. Even if you can see a guy that you probably are Patty Mills, and I'm pretty sure you guys know him because he's from down the street. Nobody yeah. thought Patty Mills would be this great NBA player from St. Mary's down the street. Uh, you know, that, you know, Della Dova went there as well. But just to see him, you know, uh, you know, flourish in that system and, you know, make a long NBA career out of that is crazy. Yeah, you, you tell me, because from my perspective, on the, on the development side, you know, Billy Ferran, I, I got to meet, and now Ferran, you know, but then uh, Brungie, Mike Brungart with the uh, Spurs, he was there. Yeah. You know, these reflecting rings, but you get to know these people, they're great dudes, but their they're management, their presidents, and their coaches believed in getting the body right to get the right mind right to get the game right. That's it. That's what it's if you don't do it, it's, it's one word, it's bye. Bye. <clears throat> We'll see. And that's one thing Pat Riley used to preach all the time is that mindset, the mental toughness that most people are not teaching people, uh, putting your body to the extreme, you know, just to break you all the way down to build you right back up. And that all comes with that mindset. You got to have that mind, man. And, and Pat used to always harp, harp on that, man, mental toughness, uh, mindset, mentality. So that's why you see guys that come to Miami and they, they, uh, you know, they flourish and they go somewhere else, get good contracts or get good contracts there because once they go in that system, once they understand how to work, how to get your body in tip-top shape by the numbers, because everything they do there is by the numbers. 8% body fat, uh, you know, guards, 6% body fat, bigs, 10 or 11% body fat. Like, it, it's, it sounds like it's a lot, but when you think about it, it, it makes sense because now you're in tip-top shape. When guys are getting gassed and tired, you still running circles around people. And you can see when you play. Right. <clears throat> it was irrefutable. Now, was a, that's one thing. Now, when you work for, when I was younger and I worked in this industry, I worked for someone, be it a college or protein, you're at their mercy really to, to the culture that they want to permeate, you know, cultivate, right? Yeah. You probably find your own little niche, but it's very difficult. So, by the time I got my, I started my own, you put your name on something, it's like, all right, I'm doing it my way. Got to do it. Part and learn, mm-hmm. and it was a body and mind. I got that from my martial arts upbringing. So I didn't was with baseball, football. It was martial arts, and that's no doubt about it. Because there, if you don't have your body in your mind. You're getting a butt whooping fast, Ooh, quick, and they'll kick you. Out. I mean, I've just been there, right? And that's what like nobody's been. But it, that's why I respect like a rally or, or, or pop with the culture they created. You can tell, man. Yeah, you can tell. You can, you can we're planning against you guys. You can tell. And now that's what we, that's kind of our mantra: get your you know mind right, get your body right, and the skill right. But mind, body, skill, and that's that's you're talking about that. But yeah. D, talk about this, man. 
Because you go from young kid, young fella, playing baseball in South Central LA at a public high school. Next you know you're hooping there. Mm-hmm. And then less than 18 months, you're, you're playing for Pat Riley on South Beach. Did you even know what South Beach was? Back I had no idea. So <laughs> the first you get there, I'm with my mom and dad. We walking up like, yo, like, this is what they were talking about. I, I had no idea where Miami was, how far it was, nothing. So when I got there, I'm like, crazy. Like, I'm about to live here. Uh, so my, so you walk was, in now. Who's on the squad? Not on Pat Riley, but who's on the squad? So it's D-Way, uh, Eddie Jones, Damon Jones, Steve Smith, Wesley Person, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, who else was there? Yeah, those are like the right. cool Was it number one there? You still there? You got his hat? Was Hasbro? Oh, you got his hat. I cannot forget my guy. Yeah. I, 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 love, I don't know him, but I love that way that guy. Yeah. He's coming back again, isn't he? He's coming back again. I was just, I, I just got back from Miami this past weekend, and I hung out with him, man. I'm like, bro, how, how you feel? Like, he's like, man, I feel great. Like, you know, he always took his body serious. He's one of those guys, you know, that had a story. He went to Europe his first year out of college. He had an opportunity with Miami. Uh, turned his body because if you go back to Florida, you got it. He was chubby, you know, out of shape. So I think once he said he went to to uh, London, uh, he played in France. He hated the food, so that's when he lost a lot of weight. So once he got back to Miami, it was easy for him to get tip top shape. So he's like, "Man, I feel great, D. Right? Like I'm still young and I can play a few more years. I'm out here. That keep going." Yeah, man, that's that's amazing, man. That's that's. I mean, I, I don't know the man, but just competing on teams against him, and I know guys who know him, play for him, and they know like Billy Ferran and his crew down there. I mean, I take him any day of the week. Any day. Yeah, stand up. Any day. He never talks smack. He just go. He's he's just gonna bring it. No, he comes bring box every time. Right. Yeah, I, so you not this is always a trip to me. And more so as I've gotten older, I look back and <clears throat> deal with these younger people, young D rights now. <clears throat> But you just named a few Hall of Famers in there. You come from a little prep school, and, and you walk in there. You remember? Because I remember seeing you. You're a string bean. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was surreal, man. The, the biggest thing was playing with Shaq. It's like, bro, I just watched <laughs> my whole life in LA. Yeah. my team. This is crazy. And and the dope part about that, a, a close friend who was a detective that worked with my mom for years, is kind of the person that got. Uh, Shaq in the law enforcement and learning about it in LA. So once he got traded there, she was she called him right away. Like my best grandson plays in Miami. You better make sure he good. You take care of him. This and that. So you know, your mama called Shaq. No, no, not my mom. Her best friend that oh, she okay. works. <clears throat> so her uh, Shaq and her build a relationship when you know being in LA, teaching them about law enforcement and yeah. you know all that stuff. So. She made that call, like, man, you going to where my best friend's son is, so you better make sure he, you take him under your wing, you look out for him. So, day one, you know, it was it was all love, and, and it was just crazy to me that I, I never got starstruck, but I just was like, yo, this is crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So That's nuts. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's amazing, man. And then, that first year, right, you guys go get it. Yeah, we, we get, we, no, the first year we get to the Eastern Conference Finals in Los Angeles, okay. Detroit. That's the year D-Wade, he ended up missing the game. I think he made a broke a rib or tore something uh, up under in that area. And we lose to the Eastern, in the Eastern Conference Finals. We revamped the whole team. Now we go get uh, Antoine Walker, Gary Payton, White Chocolate, uh, Shandon Anderson, Derek Anderson. Uh, who else? We drafted Wayne Simeon from Kansas. So we revamped the whole team. We got a whole new team now. James Posey. And that's the year wow. my second wow. year. We get back oh, Alonzo Mourning. And we yeah. get <laughs> champ, uh, championship again. Smack Detroit, get to the finals. And that's when we've seen a star born uh, with, with Flash, you know, when he got his name. You know, when uh, Shaq uh, named the Flash because of his series he had with Dallas. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. I, mean, I, remember, I remember seeing him. I was at the uh, final when he was at Marquette. Yeah. Gant and watch when I was out there, I was still working in college at the time. And you just tell the way he just could go. He just, you know, you watch a guy, he just, he's, you know, like watching a great musician. It might be a little rough sounding, but it just, it just could go. I mean, it was, yeah, that's he how he was. Yeah, smooth as silk and just could go. And the baller didn't say a thing, he just, just hooped. Just hooped. 
And this is this. I, I mean, that's amazing, man. We, this is obviously an uncommon situation because you come from. We, we beat this one to death, but I mean, it's a, it's amazing. You playing baseball less than two years before that, right? And, she, and then the guys you name, young fellas, you see watching this, Posey, you, uh, Jonas Haslam, Morning, Gary Payton, Shaq, D Wade. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Hall of Famers, man. I appreciate them. They really took me under their wing and showed me the ropes for sure. And, and what this is, uh, what you learned too, it's also a tribute to you because you were smart enough and you were raised well to shut your mouth and work hard and recognize that. that. No, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I, I was respectful. Uh, the one thing people always ask me, man, you play with all those players. What they used to make you do? They didn't make me do anything because I was the comedian. I made them laugh, you know. But I was me. You know what I mean? They respected that. And I used to get on Zo nerves so much. He, I do or say something. So he'd be like, yeah, fella, what are you talking about? What do you think? And <laughs> these dudes are my age now. So I couldn't even yeah. imagine being 33, 35, dealing with an 18-year-old right now. And you'd be like, yo, where, where's your head? Like, yeah. what what, do you, what made you think that? Like, that's cool, you know? You're a dinosaur now. I mean, you know, oh, man. because you know, if you were you now, with all this going on, you'd be, you'd be, probably be a big jerk. I'm ready to go home. Like, man, I can't All this crap would be everywhere. Like, man, you're like, man, I'm retiring at 19. I don't need this. I mean, that's, it's a different vibe out there. Facts. Big facts. Different vibe out there, man. So now, how many years with Miami now? I was there for six years. Yeah. And then when did we, when did we cross paths, man? How's that all come about? That's so, after my sixth year, you know, that's when LeBron made his decision to go to Miami. And then, like, the next day, Larry Rowley calls me. Like, man, we want you here, this and that. So I'm like, what? Golden State? I love because after after our games in, um, in Miami, I used to shoot to the house, and the last game would always be the Warriors on. Yeah. So I used to always see BD and all those boys, you know, the, um, the uh, We Believe team all the time. So when I seen that, I was like, oh, yeah. When they called, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. So 2010, that's when I agreed and signed a deal here in Golden State, and that, and that was probably one of the best decisions I made. Because I, I love the style. Uh, back in California, 45-minute flight from the house. I could see more family. So ended up working out, man. And, and like I said, my two years I had here were so great. And uh, that's probably the biggest reason why I still live here, man, because the love I got just felt like home, you know. And the fact that I knew I could get home in 45 minutes if I needed to. Yeah. Oh, how often you get home, man? You get home a lot? Uh, now, not, not so often. I'm here. You got to come see me. You can't get me from up here. I, I'm okay, man. So, uh, family always comes and visit, but majority of the time, I'm here. And where, and, uh, well, how is here, man? How, how's the, ba- how's the Bambinos, man? You, you got the babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not babies anymore, man. How are they now? They, they good. My oldest will be 13 in February, and my youngest will be 6 in March. So it's just crazy to see them grow. Uh, my, my oldest voice changing, voice getting deeper. Got a little dirt on his lip. I think it might be much bad. So. Drinking that chocolate milk. Right, drinking that chocolate milk. So just seeing these kids, man, grow how they're growing, and uh, my oldest love for the game and stuff like that is pretty cool, man. But I'm, I'm loving it, loving being home, loving being with them, and, you know, teaching them the ropes now. And yeah, well, I will say this, and we got to wrap up because you got to get to your appointment. I remember it might have been your second year we were together at Golden State. It was a preseason game. You, you'd come to us with a little knee issue, right? And we always yeah. – um, and it was a preseason game. might have been game one or two. And you come down off a dunk, and you come down landing your leg kind of wobbles. Yeah. And Jim at the time came to me and goes, hey, it's Travis Schlenk who's now with Atlanta. Travis yeah. told me, Johnny, man, we got to get we gotta kid that kid right. Right. Like, you know, which you, it's always when – Travi, as an assistant coach, a film guy was different. As assistant GM, there's always an unwritten message there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I came to D. I said, D, man, I said, let's go, Big John. Let's get it, let's get it cracking. Right. He did not miss a lift. We no. lifted game days, off days, did not, and he did not miss a game. We did not miss one game, and, and, and that, was, that was an accomplishment, man, because, you know, I, I always wanted to do that. You know, I had the little knee injury a few years prior to getting to Golden State, and, you know, it was one on my bucket list. I got to play 82 games. And we did it. And, and, it, and it came from you, you know, caring and giving a damn about me and, and saying, like, man, let's hit it. And I was all in for it. Uh, you know, I believed in you. I trusted you. So I'm like, man, I got to do it. I seen Monte doing it after every shoot around as well. So I was like, man, let me fall in line. And my body, that's for sure my best year. My body was in tip-top shape. I was strong before every game. 
doing the activated stuff right before the game. Yeah. Seeing Gina and Dr. Stein as well. Yeah, Dr. Lenny. I was getting, you know, I was getting that whole, you know. It was as close to Utopia as it could be. For sure. So that, that, I couldn't beat that. I was like, man, let me take advantage. These people know what they're talking about. They're good at what they're doing. Let me buy in. And, and that mess takes time. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that stuff because it takes time. People want to do other stuff. And, you know, if you want to be a great player, if you want to do well, you got to sacrifice. And you got to sacrifice friends. Sometimes you got to sacrifice family. If you really got a goal that you set and you want to accomplish, it's just part of it. Yeah, and that was a tribute. That was, and as a coach, that was a highlight for me because you and Montana, I love to call Sip, right? Young yeah. Sip. <clears throat> you would not miss. On nope. the road, would not miss. You came and got me. Hey, big job, we got to go. You yeah. the beat, music you liked. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we rocked it. So I, I uh, always meant to tip the hat to you guys. That was awesome. It was, it was you guys. We were always going to do it myself and Lenny and Gina and Sasha. Shepard. They're awesome to work with. For sure. You guys did. You put the time in, and it worked because you guys both played at eighty-two. Yeah, we both played eighty-two. I never. <clears throat> I never forget when I rolled my ankle, and uh, you know I missed shoot around. Was something that happened. And yeah, because I got to like the yeah, I rolled my ankle right for the end, and you know me and Monte. Uh, <laughs> Our locker room, lockers was right next to each other. So he was looking at me and giving me that look. He was like, you good? I was like, yeah, man, I might have to sit this one out. He was like, what's wrong? I was like, yeah, I rolled back. He was like, it just rolled like you sprained it? I was like, yeah, never He was like, you ain't going to play? I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to play. So I thought about that stuff when I went home. I was like, man, I got to play. So I suit up. So Monty was like, oh, you playing? I was like, yeah. He was like, thank you. I need you out there. I was like, man, all right. You know, you, I, I know. And you said, remember what he used to be dealing with on a day-to-day basis because how he plays. So it was like, man, I, I, I got to suck it up, man. It's just a sprained ankle. You know what I mean? It's tender right now, but once the adrenaline start pumping, I'm going to get out there. Yeah. And my the only way to stop sip is beat him up. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta bring the hammer. Uh, I know you gotta get run. I won't keep it. But last thing, DC, it's a trip, man. Seeing me as an older coach now, seeing you, we all evolved in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. And then have you tell your story. Most of it's about you being a kid coming up. Yeah, going from a kid to Riley in the NBA to trading from where would go to states. Now you move on. You went to Europe. You didn't even touch on Europe. That's a whole other uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. But now you're back. Now you're a dad, and you're at home, and now you're coaching. Right? right, a little bit. What What is that like? It's great. The fact that I could give all the knowledge that I have to the youth, you know, somebody that played at the highest level is like, it's a no-brainer. And, you know, I'm just fortunate enough and blessed enough that the parents trust me, uh, you know, and they were fans. They, you know, big-time Warrior fans, so they know I'm not just blowing smoke and trying to take people's money. No, I, I'm trying to help these kids get to where I was. And I feel like the only way they could get there is, no, not the only way, I'm sorry. I think that a, a good way to get in there is believing and trusting the process of what I'm preaching to them on a day-to-day basis. And they gave me full trust to go out there and, and, and coach their kids and, and try to, you know, make those guys high-level players, just like you guys doing every single day. So it's been definitely a treat every day getting up, game planning, and, you know, what are we going to do today? So I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, listen, man, uh, much, much love to you and the family, and thank you for, you know, putting in some time here. I know you, I don't want to make you late for your deal. You'll go crush that. You going to see Molly? You see Molly? Uh, Molly. Molly will be there next week. He's not going to be in. my best. Tell my sponsorship. Thanks, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. It's great. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll check you down later on. But all the best. Thanks again, D. Okay, no problem, John. See you, man. Right, man. Good luck today. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys. Bye.